I know that in your book, you highlight some very specific strengths that women who are in leadership can bring that for many generations, men who typically ran the universe didn't bring those same strengths. Could you pick one or two of those and elaborate for us, please? Well, there are many of them, but I would say just to, to respond to what you just said, you're right. I think for many years, there was this archetype of what leadership looked like, what a leader looked like. And he was typically male and typically white. And he typically led in a very confident, top-down uh, top way. And I think what's really interesting is what I found in my research and in my interviewing, is there are many different ways to lead. There's not just one right way to lead. And no leaders are born great leaders. Everyone has to develop and hone their leaderships, their leadership strengths. And I think that the fact that every leader has grown their skills is very inspiring for me because it means that we can all get better at what we do and, and no one comes out fully formed as an amazing leader. Um, in terms of some of the traits that stick out, I think adaptability is huge. And also this idea of contextual thinking and communal leadership, this idea that women are more likely to look at the big picture, try to pull in threads from related topics to understand the fullest context of a problem or business opportunity. And then in leading in those situations, lead in a sort of a communal way. And what that means is pull in ideas from across an organization. Companies are found to be more successful if they enable the broadest possible sharing of ideas. And women leaders are known to be very good at drawing diverse ideas from across an organization. Now, because of these archetypes about what leadership is all about, do some women attempt to model the behaviors of men? I'm just kind of curious your thoughts on that. Well, you know, I think that um, it, it's interesting looking at these archetypes. In, in the media, there's been a big focus on Elizabeth Holmes. She's a disaster story. She's not featured in my book. But I think that it's hard to talk about female leaders and not talk about the archetypes that are so dominant, even if they don't represent female leadership as a whole. And one reason I wanted to write this book is because I think there's such a media focus on the big failures and not enough emphasis on all the success stories. Elizabeth Holmes modeled herself on Steve Jobs and created this image that was, you know, the turtleneck and her old persona. But she also was stuck in a feedback loop where she wasn't acknowledging her company's weaknesses and their failures. And um, I think that if she was an example of someone who has failed with spectacular results, it would be her. But I think what's really interesting is the women who I profile in the studies I've seen have found that not only do women succeed when they draw on their own strengths, which may be very different from the archetypal male leadership styles. Maybe it's leading with vulnerability. Maybe it's leading with empathy. Maybe it's doing a really good job of bringing in diverse ideas. But what's fascinating is not only do those skill sets help women, but when men lead with those approaches, it helps them as well. The more that everyone, male and female, can look at these amazing leaders who've defied the odds, these women who have defied the, the statistics that, you know, women are just 8% of the CEOs of the Fortune 500 female founders in the tech space get just 3% of all venture capital dollars. We all want to learn from exceptional people. And by definition, the women who have defied those odds and succeeded, despite all the statistics that would indicate that it'd be so hard for them to thrive, we can all, both male and female, learn so much from them. 